Sam Lovelies to the Ultimate Dance Business Podcast. My name is Deborah Laws, the dance business expert. My passion is to help you turn your passion into profit while guiding you to work less and earn more. I'm super excited to share interviews with you that I know will inspire and motivate you in your schools as well as my solo shows, where I shall be sharing some great tips and strategies. So if you love the show, please do remember to review, subscribe and share it with your fellow dance boss friends. So let's get stuck into the business of dance. Well, hello, everyone. Let's talk today about how to create outreach branches or satellite schools that feed into your main school. So what happens when you're starting to feel like you are ready to grow and expand? Maybe things are going particularly well for the dance school or you have certain age groups where your classes are really busy and you're still getting inquiries. Like what I say to people is always build from your busiest class. And for most of us, that's right at the bottom. So if you have got some fairly healthy classes for your two, three, four, five-year-olds, rather than trying to spend your time and effort filling classes that are really tricky to fill, maybe your seniors or specialist classes, I would spend your time and effort creating more of the classes that are going really well. And sometimes this might mean actually starting some classes, not just in your current venue, but in a new venue, potentially in a new town, in a new city, in a new village. So what I would say to you is when you decide that your time, it's time to do this, try to only give yourself a certain radius. So you could do a poll, you could do some research with your current parents, and you could say to them, knowing our classes and how valuable they are to your child, what is the maximum distance you would be prepared to travel if we were to move our class to another town? And ask them that question, and you'll get an idea, like, are the majority of your parents prepared to only drive two or three miles? Or would the majority of them go to a town that is, say, 10 miles away? And then once you've got your idea of that radius, you can literally get a map and a compass and draw a circle around the the local area of where you're able to go to. Now, look at those towns. You can do research. You can find out what the population is for those towns and villages. Um, You may already know the area really well, so you might have a gut reaction that says, oh, I'm not sure it would work here, but it might work really well over here. So go a little bit with your gut, do some research. Of course, also find out what is already there. So is it a little village where they've already got two or three play groups? They've got mother and baby group. They've got maybe a couple of franchise um, children's activities that hire the local facilities. Like if there's a lot already going on, then you're just trying to get a piece of the pie that's already quite thin. But if you manage to find a local village where they've got a nice facility, they've got availability on the days and times you want, and there's only one or two other activities that that age group can do, then this is starting to look like a great place for you to try. I would then start to try and find parents that currently 
are in your school that maybe live in these areas because these are going to be your raving fans. So say, for example, you're going to start some classes, you're going to start a satellite um, class in a, a little village or a town that's, say, four or five miles away, and you've already got some parents that come to you from that town. Like, we want them to help you get a foot in the door. So a foot in the door with the local playgroups, with the local primary school, with the local brownies or guides, like whatever activities are going on there, they probably know about them. Their kids have been through them probably, or they know people that run them. Like try and get in with those people and find out the names of booking secretaries or the people that rent out the church hall. Um, Find out from them what's available and what's um, classed as a popular activity, what they think the local uh, parents might be looking for like do you think they would love you to go in and do a little preschool ballet class or do they think that the parents in the area would, would love acro like what of your which one of your genres do they feel would go down well in their local village or town and so the biggest key thing here is doing your due diligence like do your homework your research what's already there how big is the town what facilities are available to me what's the availability of those facilities what's the gut reaction that you get when you contact a venue do they sound really excited and keen and happy to help or are you getting the vibe that this is going to be an awkward venue difficult to deal with like if you've got a choice of five and you're already not getting a good vibe from the one you know little local hall that is there then just the conversation and the email and how long it took them to get back to you may be enough to make you decide to do it on one of the other four because it is important isn't it that you have a relationship with the venue um you know it's great that some of these venues are run by volunteers but i hired a, a venue once that was run by a volunteer who was in his late 70s he didn't own a phone or a computer and the only way you could contact him was on the phone and he never picked up his phone and it was honestly it was a nightmare just trying to do a, a basic booking was something that took me four or five weeks before I could get hold of him so do a little bit of um you know trust your gut a little bit as well when it comes to um venues and working with venues so I thought I would just share with you guys today the um planners that I have produced for dance school owners because these are flying out of Amazon like hotcakes and if you don't have yours yet then all you have to do is pop to Amazon and type into the search Deborah Laws and all three books will come up. So the ultimate dance business planner I designed for you so that you had a little bit of a Deborah on your desktop. (laughs) The planners are full of business training, tips, motivational quotes, uh, things to do at the start of the month, things to do at the end of the month, ways in which you can plan out your marketing and your retention. And they are selling all over the world. So go to Amazon, grab your number one best-selling ultimate dance business planner and enjoy mapping out the growth for your studio. Okay, so you've chosen your town, you've chosen your activity, you've found a venue that you're happy with. Now, those parents that we talked about that you might have that already live there, 
they're going to help you to get into all the local groups in order to help spread the word. If it's just a fairly small town or satellite, um, like a little village or a little rural hamlet, then you might consider doing a door drop, walking around one day and putting flyers through the doors. But really, you want to leverage the local town hall, the kids' activities that are already there, maybe collaborating with um, a children's activity that's already there. So maybe there's a swim group that takes place in the leisure centre you could contact the leader or the owner of that business and see if you can piggyback off of each other. Um, You know, you do something for them, you tell your families about the swimming classes and in return, they they allow you to um, send flyers out or give flyers to them to hand out to their kids. Like collaborations with other small businesses is a really great way of getting into a new town and a new village. And then we want to really create some um, some awareness, some visibility. So I would think about doing something like um, an open day or an open morning where people can come along and they can meet you and meet your teachers. If it's not you teaching, they can try out the class or classes if you've got several on offer. I always think it's a good idea to just start with one class in a new area, like start at the very bottom with the youngest age group and maybe make this a combo class. So rather than just offering ballet or just offering street dance or just offering lyrical or whatever it is that you're going to do, think about offering a class where they get to try a little bit of everything. Because the best idea is to get them in at two or three. Maybe they do a little class where they do um, 20 minutes of ballet, 20 minutes tap, 20 minutes modern, and they do an hour. Um, Then maybe you're able to do a second class, which is that kind of just before they start school age group. So they would go up to the next level, still a combo class. And then what happens is rather than keep building out that school and ending up with multiple schools, what you can do then is filter them into your main school. Because we all know that it's relatively easy getting little ones in. It's not so easy getting them in when they get to grade two or grade three or when they're that slightly older age. So we want lots of classes going on at the base of our school. Maybe you have five satellite towns and villages where they do where you do ages up to school age. And then from there, they filter into your main school when they get to five or six. Now that's really going to start building your numbers in your middle school. And when they've been with you for two or three years in these first two levels in their little local satellite school, they should have potentially built quite a relationship with you and your teachers. Maybe they've been in a little show. Maybe they've taken part in a little demonstration or they've been to the main school to do um, a Christmas party because you can invite them to all your main events. Hopefully you've really built a nice, strong bond with the children and the families. So when they start school and they say, oh, she's starting school, we can't do a Thursday morning at 11 o'clock anymore. You say, that's fine, because now what's going to happen is you're going to come to our main school. You're going to come to our older classes and potentially you've now got the option to split. So now you can do more than just the one class. We can get um, a ballet, a modern and a tap class for them. So you have this opportunity to now upsell more classes now that you've got them into the main school. 
So imagine you've got your school and you've got all your classes from little ones right up to seniors, maybe adults. You've got a whole customer journey that they can do in your main school. But you've also got four or five satellite schools where you just have the lower two classes and they feed beautifully into the main school. So you've got maybe 30 kids in this town over here split between two classes. So 15 in each class. You've got 30 kids in this town over here. You've got another 30 in this town over here and another 30 in this town over here. So you've potentially got like 120 kids in your satellite schools. Now, not all of them will stay and move into the main school, but imagine having 120 kids to feed into your programs when they get to five or six. This is, we're talking beautiful growth here. This is where you're going to end up with a fabulous, effective, high income school that um, is the dream school. Because remember, if you've already got 30 kids in that branch and then 120 that are feeding into it, we've got 150 little ones at the bottom of our school that are going to grow up. And you and I know that a lot of these kids are going to drop off or some of them are going to drop off as they get older, probably by the time they get to 15 or 16 out of those 120, you may end up with 20, 25. But who wouldn't love 25 really good seniors that have been with you throughout the whole school? But if you start with just 10 or 15 at the bottom of your school, and that's all you have at the bottom, then by the time they filter all the way up to the top 10, 12 years later, you've only got two or three if you're lucky. And at that stage, you're running classes that are making a loss. So it's really, really important that we build from the bottom and having these additional satellite classes that feed into your school is key to doing that. My lovelies, I hope that has been helpful for you today. I hope it's um, really opened your eyes up to what you could create with your school. If this episode was helpful, I just want to tell you about this new thing, which is called Buy Me A Coffee. There's a link in the notes in the podcast. If you go into the podcast and click on the show notes, there's a link It's like a fiver and it's just your way of saying, Deborah, that was amazing value. You've really helped me today. Let me buy you a coffee as a thank you. I would love it. I would love to go and sit in a coffee shop, have a coffee. Thank you for that coffee and sit and think of more wonderful ways that I can uh, bring my podcast to you. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you all soon. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Dance Business Podcast. Of course, you can come and find me in Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and on YouTube. But the real magic happens within my membership. Sparks, Ignite or Illuminate. There's one for each one of you, depending on your level of investment, time, and motivation. So check out the website, dancebusinesslab.com click on work with me and let's see if we can really start to make a difference. Are you looking to get precious time back in your life so you can make more time doing the things you love? 
DanceBiz is a class management and booking software from the lovely folk at Think Smart that will automate and streamline all your dance school admin. It's the perfect tool for all those tasks that just seem to take so long and will help you to work smarter, not harder. Message me today, folks, and I can give you a code so you can get two months free. 